A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Mandel, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Point. Oh! We're going to be dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. The video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Havlett to review Friday Night Smackdown. And Havlett, can you, can you smell that? I can, because I've finally got my sense of smell back. I do apologize for ruining the all of the output on Friday, <laughs> basically. But uh, Papa H is cooking. Are you sure that's... Papa H, because I'm pretty sure it's the bun in your missus's oven, is it not? <laughs> there is an energy around this podcast, and indeed any more that we record. Yeah, uh, and I say that like as my words almost tumble off the cliff edge, because any of these podcasts can stop at any moment. I want our listeners to feel what we are currently feeling. There's a certain uh, I don't want to say it, it's not a mania because that's associated with like bad things, but there is a certain frenetic energy to yes. the content today. You and Murray did the news that I think people will enjoy later <laughs> hey, on for the same reasons. Um, and our podcast records, until they're not happening, mm-hmm. are going to be full of that. Like, we are absolutely in, well, we're entering the splash zone, shall we say, for, <laughs> yep. for this part of the process. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'd like It takes me quite emotionally back to the days in which I was living through this myself, and I'm kind of loving being here with you for this right now. This podcast could stop at a moment's notice with a phone call. Your phone just lit up there for a second or buzzed or something. Are we good? I just, I literally have, I normally, yeah. very professional, I put it on do nah, not yeah, yeah. mode. We're different now. If it vibrates, if you hear any noises that you're yeah. not supposed to hear, that's completely on me because, yeah, it is... It's great, man. Like Action I, stations. I like I'll put it there so you can see it as well. Yeah, I love When it inevitably the... flashes up that Burger King have got a <laughs> on or something, which is also equally as important. There's a real... Um, Transfer deadline day energy to these podcasts at the mm-hmm. moment. It's like there's a Sky Sports News reporter at the ground, only the ground is your house, <laughs> uh, where your, your family and, of course, your beautiful wife about to give birth are all... It's all on the table. It's all played for. Yeah. And the clock is, like, ticking. And what's the guy that's really good at, like, sort of... Uh, oh, the yellow tie, bloke. Yeah, the, yeah. the guy that's the main sort of anchor. There's that kind of energy today. So SmackDown... And indeed, I guess, Collision and Raw, if we're able to do those together today, it all feels a little bit redundant compared to the real-life excitement. But if I can... Jim White. Jim White, thank you, yeah. But if I can sort of find as much joy and excitement in a wrestling show as I can in the real-life occurrences of one of my good friends, uh, there was a pretty massive bit of it on this SmackDown. I didn't think this was an amazing episode, uh, but I thought there was one specific thing that I cannot wait to talk about, to praise, to put over, that is that is yet a reminder of a, a take that's taken me a little bit of a while to come to, and it's something that hit me last week. Uh, and I don't think this is a hot take, 
but I've gotten in trouble for accidentally firing some of them off this weekend <laughs> on Twitter. So I'm going to... That's a Sidgwick. Yeah. Enjoy your break. Yeah, he's away on holiday now. Like I saw the airport pipe, airport pint picture this morning. Yeah. I think like he sent himself up. He gave himself the best runway. <laughs> like those fights on Twitter were his perfect runway. And now the wheels are up. Yeah. Now he's gone for the week. I think... I'm nervous about saying this, right? I think for the first time in four years, of course, because it didn't exist before then, I think in 2023, WWE and AEW are on par creatively. Ooh. Now, what I mean, but they are very different offerings, right? They are, we've talked about this before, one is a wrestling show, one is not. One's a bit more of a wrestling show than it used to be, but fundamentally, they're, they're different products um, yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, one's a wrestling show and one is um, cinema. Forgot about this. I know. <laughs> oh, baby's coming. Let's <laughs> see, so you've got an army of fan points. Like, we're all just waiting to guard him on him when you leave. Right, yeah. Um, right, one is one and the other is that. <laughs> but I just feel like creatively they're on a par for better and worse. It's. There have been some real highs in AEW. It's still a promotion that is able to um, capture the magic of pro wrestling that a lot of people of a certain age, and that certain age is mine, fell in love with <laughs> when we were younger. And like it's, it's recaptured that, and it still continues to do that. Uh, but I think WWE's done it too. And I say that as a WWE fan mm. who wants to enjoy this and is and went a lot of years not being given stuff to enjoy. Just simply didn't get anything close to what he wanted. And I, there was a thing on this show, two developments, but one in, one particularly that's got nothing to do with the bloodline, where I felt sports entertained. As they say, yes. At, in a way that reminded me of what peak WWE is. We talk about peak AEW all the time because it feels like there's been less of it this year. We almost never talk about peak WWE because we've all lost sight of what that even is. Yeah. But if I stop and think, I think there's been quite a bit of it. I think there's been quite a bit of it in 2023. I think it'll be easy to do a load of 10, if we do this sort of stuff, at the end of the year when we do the best and worst lists, I can never remember a year where there's been as many bests yeah. for WWE. Not scraping around for it, are you? Yeah, in 2023. It's not like that one moment on Raw, that one match at a premium live event or whatever. And because AEW's, I think it's coincided with AEW's creative slide, and I mm -hmm. do want to preface it by saying they're still very capable, but that was where the Kenny Omega discourse got a bit lost. Yeah. I mean, People that want to view AEW as a bigger picture will probably understand the criticisms of the Kenny Mega rumours. But I just think this SmackDown showed me two bits of evidence that they are closer together creatively than I think maybe... Look, ultimately, tastes will determine yes. that for you individually. If just WWE, if you're predisposed to not really enjoy this, you're going to think I'm absolutely miles off. But I do think they are as close together. If you, kind of, if you do enjoy both, I think both companies are summoning these emotions mm. from you at about the same rate. Yeah, I think, I think that's a fair assessment. I think some of the big stars in, in WWE and the big storylines there you know, warm the cockles of my heart. And then over in AW, they warm pegs. Um, but moving on, I'm joking. I'm joking. I just wanted to get that in there. We'll uh, talk more about it in the Collision Review. Because, yeah. by the way, uh, in a bit of a change of pace, I'm going to bring a bit of chaotic energy to this podcast. Oh, good, right, okay. Um, and I don't know whether it because of the impending, as you've yeah. alluded to, is one of those like, you know, like people say, well, what would you have for your last meal? Mm. I often think 
does it really matter? Because whatever it is, it's going to be it's going to be delicious because it's your last meal. Yeah, right. In like in an hour or something, you're going to shut it out when your body stops <laughs> functioning. Yeah, I was watching the both of these shows on different points of the weekend, thinking, "Ooh, this could be the last wrestling I watch for quite some time." So I better bloody enjoy it, and I did on both shows for very different reasons. We hopefully we'll get to talk about AW Collision a little bit later on. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know whether it was because I was going in with that mood or because of the developments later on this show because arguably. You look at the opening of this show, what happened in the opening match, mm-hmm. which is nothing, effectively, <laughs> and it could have been a uh, sort of, oh, here we bloody go again. But the wave of momentum and the the, the good feeling I have towards WWE uh, generally right mm-hmm. now, you know, I, I generally am a positive guy across, I try to be at least on, on both shows. Um, yeah, I just didn't think, I didn't roll my eyes and go, oh, God, we've got another an hour and a half for this to go. I just thought... Uh, let's see, see where it goes. And I was intrigued to see what was happening in the main event. And I I li- really liked something. And again, this may be just the sentimental side of me coming out right now, mm. um, this period of my life. Really genuinely just thought, that's just, that's just nice, which is not something you genuinely yeah. feel with WWE. And then I thought there was one bit that was so good on this show. And su- surprisingly, it's not Bloodline related nope, for once. Nope. I text you, but I text you in a way that I didn't want to spoil it for you, because I thought that is sensational, and then you added something else that made it even better. Uh, well, I'm excited I'm excited to talk about it, right? You've hit upon something there, um, because we're going st- to do all this positive crack, and then we're going to start, and there's some real trash early doors on <laughs> yeah. this show. Real, proper, peak Vince McMahon era garbage early on, right? Yeah. But the mood is good in Fedville. Mm. The mood is good, like, and I say that as having like several houses in Fedville. <laughs> like my Fedville Monopoly board is loaded <laughs> with houses and hotels from Old Kent Road to Mayfair. But the the mood is good, yeah. And I think that like there was a couple of things on the show that were indicative of why. Um, so the show opens with a new commentary team. Of mm. course, it was Michael Cole, uh, Corey Graves, and oh god, oh that's really unprofessional. On the last podcast, I'll do. I can't believe I've. Hang on one second, I'll play. So distracted. It was uh, it was Michael Cole, it was Corey yeah. Graves, and then in, in the middle it was Kevin <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> I thought he did a great job. I thought this worked really well as a, a trio. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't notice a lot either way. But is that like is that the same thing as like a football referee? Yeah, you're supposed to not notice yeah. the job if they're doing the job well. Yeah. I think so. I think I looked at the discourse a little bit online about it. Um, I was distracted by other discourse. If I'm perfectly honest, <laughs> on social media over the weekend. It was a great weekend on the eggs. Like uh, it's it's weeks still got it. It's weekends it? like that. Why I'm such a dick about the eggs? Yeah, threads could never. Because it's a it's a vile old place. What's the, the other ones like? Blue sky. Like, I mastodon. mastodon. Forget it. You, you were ne- just not mastodon. E- more like. <laughs> you just not the eggs. I love so, it, man. So, uh, but what generally what I saw from people who pay more far more attention to this because. A lot of the time we're watching it on double speed and can't even hear him, which is <laughs> for the best when it comes to people like Corey Graves, to, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, general consensus appeared to be, I think it benefited Kevin Patrick having having Michael Cole alongside him. It just, and I think it will going forward, genuinely. But I'm I'm in no position to judge because I've never done that, and any I could not imagine doing this podcast with someone in my ear, anyone in my ear, but in particular, you know, the person he's probably yeah. had to deal with over the last year or two or three or whatever it is. Like yelling what you need to be talking about next. I have all on going. Oh my god! And doing all that bollocks. So imagine that. Imagine like you've got some boss in your ear that like just decides like for months and months and months. He's gone like 
I love these buttons. I absolutely, these buttons are the funniest thing. Uh, they're funnier, Wilborn, than dog shit, pal. Right, these are the funniest button. Then one day, we go, oh, I've got this new button. Bin the buttons. Burn the buttons in front of me. And set fire to every single button. You've got buttons. What are you, in clown? You're Who fired. Them buttons? You're fired. You're hired. Got any buttons? I've just burnt them, boss. Like that, that must have been what it's like for Michael yeah. Cole all of those years. And for him to be like a, like an on-screen, I guess, um, coach for Kevin Patrick, presumably, you would imagine, I don't know this to be true, but whomever's in the commentator's ears now, Triple H, Bruce Pritchard, Paul Heyman, don't know, but like, it, it just cannot be Vince McMahon, can it? No. Like, it can't be anything like what that was. Yeah. So I'm not as high on Michael Cole's performance or feeling the need to like throw as many flowers as get thrown at him these days, but I'm impressed that he survived a decade plus of the hard yards to get to this point. What was the the one before? Adnan Verk, was it? Yeah. Poor bloke. Sadnan Verk, when it God. was just cut to him and his just face was becoming more. We'll always more. have the backlash zombies, I oh, suppose. Oh, God. Poor guy. Anyway, Charlotte versus Asuka. He went to a no contest. Jesus Christ. They they worked a fine match. Asuka hit a drop kick and uh, off the top to get a two count. I like. I don't want to just say they didn't do anything because it's wrestling. It bloody hurts. Yeah. And they were doing this. Imagine, no- you know that whole thing about like you go out there, like any single time you go out there, like you're putting your body on the line. Yeah. And it can be all over like that. Imagine if this was the match where it was all over like that. Yeah. This nothing like... M- moves exchange for the finish that followed. But I did quite like it, but that's because I like EO Sky. Because, uh, yeah, Charlotte hit Asuka with a, that new clothesline of hers, uh, speared her, set her up for the figure eight, damaged Katarl's music hit, uh, that distracts Charlotte. Asuka rolls her up. EO Sky dances around ringside. Here's Bailey as well. Um, uh, and Dakota Kai, and uh, Charlotte goes for Bailey, and then Eoskai comes up the top and double drop kicks both of them, and then Kip ups and dances a bit, and then they post Charlotte, sort of, definitely post Asuka, yeah. she took a great bump for that one. Uh, damage Katarl, stand tall. I'm biased because I love them, but this was just. Like, what was this? What, yeah, this was just, right? What was this? Yeah. Was this them? Uh, we're, we're, SmackDown's ours now. We've got the belt. There's three of us. Like, you guys are going to have to... Is that what is that where this is going? Like, the three women that have been fighting for the last two months are now going to have to work as a team to try and bring down Damage Katarl? Is that the payback match? Can like they coexist? Like, are you telling me that for a major PLE, they're going to book one of the biggest stars in a trios match? Because that sounds f***ing sh- And I can't imagine a competent wrestling company doing that. I've got to, we're going to be good on, on best behaviour today because yep. we might not be. If we miss any of these, I do apologise. Yeah, I'm not going to do any more. But uh, <laughs> I, there was uh, there was no to any of this. They could do like as much as we're like, oh god, yeah. Do you remember the Kane Taker Rock versus Shane yeah. Vince and Triple oh, H? Whoever pins whoever who gets the title. And it's good. Like Charlotte, be like, like we're going to put the belt on you, Charlotte. You just don't pin Eo. Who do you want? Bailey. <laughs> Pinning Bailey. But yeah, I'm the best four horsewoman. It was the best version of a really bad typical WWE. No, thing. it was a bad typical WWE. Thing. No, he was guy with wrestlers you like. And I was like, well, do you know what I was? <laughs> what, I looked, what were you? I, I looked, one of the last times I looked at Eo Sky, and for for many a time I thought, Hey, 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 you all right? 
Yeah. Uh, we get a video package hyping up what's coming later, of course. Jimmy mm-hmm. Uso costing Jay the uh, world title and, and everything that comes with it uh, at SummerSlam. Uh, and then we're backstage. Hey, Kayla! He's uh, there with Santos Escobar. Right, okay. Spoiler, this is the thing I was talking about. A preemptive. Oh, my God. Escobar's feeling confident about his match. He's fighting Austin Theory for the US title. We all sat there going, why don't they put this on, like, the, the premium live event? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. Let it play out with WWE. See? I'm going to send a tweet about that. You're right. on this. Like You'd be right. Escobar, you think, oh, okay, typical. Here we go. Escobar gets jumped by Austin Theory. He gets suplexed onto one of those travel case things. Mm-hmm. He gets it slammed into his knee. More on this later. Should we deal with it when we get to it? Yes. Okay. Uh, And we get a video, of course. I've panicked for a split second that I'd forgotten to talk about another preview, to be honest. Then I remembered, oh, no, it's this week coming now. Edge is going to celebrate 25 years, um, and uh, he's going to be out. No, no, they didn't actually preview he's going to be out later. That was a nice surprise that came in a bit. Uh, And then after that, Escobar's icing his his knee down, and Karrion Cross is making his entrance. Just to clarify here, before we get to Parry and Pross, right? <laughs> there was a video in Amongst All This as well, wasn't there? Where he's like, oh, doing this, you know, spooky bollocks, oh. talking a load of nonsense, right? Oh, and her AJ Styles. <laughs> Ahead of, spoiler alert, everyone, another loss to AJ Styles. <laughs> Did ET's getting disciples? Yeah, oh yeah, no, that's that felt like a stable is coming. Um, <laughs> who would what? Who would follow this man? Well, and like... What a loser as well, like the sort of, uh, the few that have comprehensively lost to the OC. And nothing to do with the fact there's four of them, by the way. No. He's lost to AJ Styles every time, pretty much by himself. And when he hasn't... The strategy's simple. If Scarlet's out there, bring Meech in, and then that's it. Yeah, done with that. So it's like, right, I need disciples then. So what? You can continue to feed with the guy that's beating you over and over again. (laughs) Like, what's that, a daily, a dollar short, or whatever it is. If this is what they... It's it's, it's pivoting into the LW world. If this is what they do with Marseille and Mansoir... I'm going to... Oh, my God. No, because that would make Karrion Cross like a maximum male model. Like the yeah, that's for, what they... They the, need to repackage him, Yeah, the force them. of will is that like their characters will get him over all yeah. over again. Karrion Cross. Like, <laughs> he can have their tarot cards, and instead of Mystic Meg, he can be Mystic Model. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, what would it? Korean Crossay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like all We've little, saved him. All little gimmicks over his thing. Uh, someone needs to do something because not only was this a loss to AJ Styles, which is fair enough. AJ Styles is a sensational pro wrestler. Yeah. Everyone has seen the clip doing the rounds on social media over the weekend. It started well, right? Back and forth stuff. They're beating each other up. They, they're laying it in, right? Uh, Styles gets thrown into a turnbuckle. Uh, and then uh, with Styles up top, Cross goes for a suplex, but Styles counters and clotheslines Cross the outside, runs at him, gets caught by Cross, though. Death Valley driver onto the commentary table to take us to a break. Good stuff so far. Mm-hmm. We come back. Styles has got control. Goes for the phenomenal forearm. Cross sinks in, catch, dodges it, sinks in the wick, wick, cross jacket, right? <laughs> Styles powers up, runs Cross into a turnbuckle. And what does AJ Styles do generally when they're fighting and they're doing the thing around the turnbuckle? He does that moonsault reverse DDT spot thing. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be one of those, oh, it's a botch, because we don't do that here, because yep. we've never taken a bump in our lives. But Jesus Christ. Was it, who was it? Was it Ian? Oh, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Wonderfully Andrew Dice Clay on Twitter. 
that uh, Pop's so big for this. Like and again, another white was such a banner weekend on the X. Like it's it, he was obviously having a bit of a gentle pop at Carrying Cross, saying uh, it, it's a good job AJ Styles has never done this move in one of his matches before, <laughs> and. It, my word, the the QTs that came for him along the lines of, he does it in every match, actually. Like, salivating, frothing at the mouth. Like, knock the desk over. <laughs> Stop everything. I need to reply to this guy. Tell him he's wrong. Yeah, it was just a mess. And then it was like, you know, it's all well and good going, oh, he didn't know that. And then they sort of tried to do something else. And I have no idea what, what was hit in well, the end. So I think, or who was hurt by it. So there was a couple of points where, obviously, that they were half off and half on their feet, which was bad. They'd crumpled. Um, and then AJ, they both got back up to their feet, and it looked like AJ was just thinking, I'm just going to have to turn this into a power slam. Like, I'm just going to have to pick you up and slam you. Like, this has died. This spot has died. And Karen Cross is like, I bring things back from the dead, and tried to follow through with the spot. So he, rather than going down on his back off a power slam, he lands on his feet and puts himself manually back into the reverse DDT position, at which point AJ is like, well, now we've just got to fall over, dickhead. <laughs> so they just both drop at the same time. And it, but it's not a drop, is it? There's no snap. It's a crumble. No. Like, I want, you're right, by the way. We don't on this podcast. Whenever possible, we don't dwell on botches. But Michael Cole does. <laughs> so at what point are we not supposed to draw attention to it in the way that he does? Because this was much like, obviously, everything that became of um, flop dollar. And, the re- and all that sort of stuff. We made a really valid point over the weekend. People are like, oh, they're burying him. And it's like, well, he's working with the biggest guy on SmackDown, not yeah. called Roman Reigns or Anuso, basically. And, like, unfortunately, when you've got as much credit in the bank as AJ Styles has for good matches, and not even necessarily great ones, but he's Mr. Dependable, isn't yeah. he, AJ Styles? And, like, like, you'd like to fancy yourself. Like, if he just, it, like, told you to do everything or be in the right position... You could lie there while he did his cool moves on you and be like, yeah, that AJ Styles-Adam Wilborn match wasn't terrible, you know. <laughs> yeah. AJ fired off all his high spots and it looked awesome. Yeah, like that, that was very much my... Jinder Mahal's world title reign wasn't all bad. Remember <laughs> when he lost the title to AJ Styles? <laughs> yeah. it, I, it's, look, it's not... Uh, we joke about Parry and Pross, but it's oh not... Oh, my God. It's not just this botch. It's a series of kind of, like, bland matches. I think the booking's with him. I do not think the booking's with him. Like, this is very much, right... Uh, Austin Theory, when he got knocked out by Tyson Fury, or when he ran all the way down and got, like, clocked by Brock Lesnar or whatever, and Triple H is there, like, stroking his chin, going, we got him right where we want him. It's (laughs) like, do you? Like, be careful here, because, like, I I know you think they're never going to see your success in five years coming. Yeah. Well, no, because there were four years of absolute drought before then. (laughs) I don't know. I think if I was... A disciple looking for a leader. I'd rather join Jism on NXT than on results Harry. alone. Just join the OC. Yeah, it's gone pretty well. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, botch whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Styles kicked Cross in the head, sets up for the four fifty, uh, hits it, um, which is ridiculous as always at his age. Yep. Uh, but Scarlet puts his foot on the bottom rope. Meechin tries to attack Scarlet. Scarlet counters, takes out Meechin. Cross goes for the crosshair hidden blade thing that he does. Styles ducks, goes for the Styles clash. Uh, Scarlet gets on the apron, but Meechin drags her off, hoys her over the announce table. Styles hits the style clash. One, two, three. <laughs> Another definitive win over Karrion Cross. AJ has definitively won this feud. Karrion Cross must have, I'm, I've not checked this at all, but he must have, at best, a 50 50 win loss record yeah. since like last year when he debuted on the main roster, daring to give Roman Reigns a stare down. Like, well, it was just if, ever, ever since we went, well, he obviously beats Drew in his first feud. Yeah. And then he just didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He like lost the one that counted, didn't he? The yeah. cage match. 
This is the botch match. Like, this will be the one that's remembered. The people's memory of the feud will be this miscommunication. Uh, and then Edge's music hit to cheer everyone up. Huge pep, mm-hmm. of course, considering where they are. Um, we'll get to his segment in a second because in amongst all this, uh, Kathy's waiting for another Escobar update. Anytime my phone vibrates now, you'll hear me do something like that. That is... Oh, just the motion sensor at home. So someone's walking around at home. <laughs> who knows who it is? Yeah. Could probably either my niece or nephew. Um, it's probably your wife, like, yeah. basically walking a trench into the carpet trying to get that baby along. <laughs> I saw her this morning. I sincerely doubt she's walking anywhere right now. <laughs> um, yeah, she's waiting for an update on Santos Escobar, and here's the bell end Austin theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God, I'm bloody good, I am. Oh, I'm not going to get to fight and defend my title. What a shame. And Rey Mysterio walks out and says, he's going to be there, you know, Santos. He's going to fight you and they have to hold back Ray. We'll save it. We're coming back to it. God, I'm excited. Edge comes out. Sorry, Edge is already out, isn't he? He's already come out. Yeah. Uh, gets on the mic, says, look, I wasn't advertised to be here. He's always got a big thing in Toronto next week, mm-hmm. but he's on. It's Calgary. Come on. Um, and he says, next week, by the way, big celebration. But I also want to have a match. I want to have a match against someone I've never faced one-on-one. I thought, ooh, who's that? Mm. And it's amazing, considering how long they've been in the company together. It's Seamus. Um, and he talks, I just love this, yeah. openly and honestly about the fact that, whether you believe it's true or not, but well, why Rest doubt it? Rest work, who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. He says, Seamus is the reason I came back. Mm-hmm. He said, look, uh, neck surgery, thought it was all over, obviously. Um, but I still wanted to do that Celtic Warrior workouts that, that Seamus does on his YouTube channel, of course. Um, and we went on this big mountain bike ride, and I sort of wiped out at like 20 miles an hour. He's talked about that before. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he thought, and people saw that, and he himself saw that, and thought, if he could do that, why can't he wrestle? And then he was like, actually, that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> um, and then he talks about... Returning at the 2020 Royal Rumble, obviously. Oh, my God. Unforgettable, that. Um, and to prepare for that, yeah, Chambers come over to his house and kick the crap out of him, basically, mm-hmm. and he knew he was ready. And it was um, FTR as well, wasn't it? I think so, I think yeah. It was like some, yeah. Um, not going to mention them, though, uh, <laughs> obviously. Uh, he asked Seamus to come down and, and give him an answer. Here comes Seamus and the brawling brutes. I love the fact that Gallus are like, let's have a football-themed top. Seamus is like, cool, we'll have that. Yeah, uh, thank you. Or, or the other way around, but it's all go- always going to be associated with the Brawling Brutes right now. Yeah. Uh, he puts over Edge, of course, and says, do you want to see the footage, by the way, of his b- twat falling off his bike? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they show it, yeah. and they show his ass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we didn't need to see that, did we? And, it, and then Seamus... I don't know whether this was improvised or not, but it came across as quite a nice fire back where Seamus is he's like, you didn't show my ass, man. And he doesn't sound like that. But Seamus is like, we've seen a lot more than that. And I was like, oh, yeah, the live sex yeah, celebration. Full intercourse in the ring. Yeah. Um, and in the squared circle. <laughs> Edge says, well, I've got something as well. And he's funny photo. Seamus is on, his, he's on a girl's bike. Yeah. Like it went a bit, yeah. It, it went, went a bit. WWE. It went a bit rubbish. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. like, you should have burned that photo. But then Seamus <laughs> has got his own story. So Burn it. Seamus <laughs> says, "You don't understand how digital photos work." <laughs> anyway, burn the phone. So he says, uh, he talks about being all the way back in 2004. Uh, he was a bouncer in in a in a club in the biggest city in the world, Dublin. Big seat in the world because it's always Dublin. Uh, WWE came to town. 
All the roster went out, out, out there, um, and everyone ignored Sheamus. Imagine yeah. ignoring Sheamus. He might not have been the size that he is now, but I doubt you miss him. And he went by Sheamus O'Shaughnessy back then. Yes. Vince McMahon would have loved that alliteration. Um, he said no one gave him time of day, yeah. except for uh, Edge, who gave him advice and bought him a pint. Nice. Two for one. Um and he said that proved Edge is a world-class act. Um, and it's astonishing that they've been together in this for yep. like 15-odd years or whatever. I've never wrestled. Uh, he wouldn't be here without that conversation with Edge. Uh, and Edge says, thanks. Can I have the match then? And Sheamus considers it. And there's a bit of like, oh, I'll, I'll buy you this drink. Oh, buy me a Guinness. Yep. Uh, and they shake on it. And then they do the old... I'd, every time I used to pretend to set up a match with my mates before we like <laughs> played on the SmackDown Two Know Your All or whatever, we do the handshake, pull them in. Yeah, even if your best mates pull them in. Hope you didn't make a mistake. Oh, oh my god, love it. Yeah, right. Cheesy in places. Uh, the Seamus on the girls' bike stuff I think is like a bit, like a bit pointless, but like very WWE. You it's know, so silly. It's rooted in machismo, isn't it, and all that sort of stuff. So I get that. Um, I hope, genuinely, genuinely, like, AEW got about six of these in the locker for Wembley because <laughs> this is how you build a significant match with seven days' notice, and that's what they've got left now for their literal biggest show in wrestling history. Anyway, like... More on AEW collision. This was fantastic. I don't care if half of it was a lie. I don't, yeah. care, I don't care if the Dublin stuff was nonsense because there was more than enough that was the truth because what they were really smart in doing here was having like a little bit of video evidence and the odd picture or two that made all of it feel real. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. That and it wasn't like, Butch, can you edit up some footage for me? Yeah, and they didn't like ask too much of you. Yeah, it was probably when um, Seamus pulled me, Beth, and the kids out of a burning car <laughs> that I thought, I'm going to give wrestling another or, try. Do you remember this spot in the 2011 Royal Rumble? Yeah, that I, that's it, yeah. What? I, I still go back to that time where you broke kicked me on that house show that we've uh, got footage of right here. Do you? No, like, yeah. there was enough that, like, felt completely real enough that even if the rest was fiction, even if the rest was fabricated, fine, it's a work, mm. right? They created a law between Seamus and Edge that for a match in seven days that was more effective than some of these WWE, right, here's your premise, let's repeat this for four weeks for a yeah. premium live event. I, I believe th this a lot more than Finn Balor holding a grudge for seven years. 100%. Perfect example, a perfect example, because the problem with the seven-year grudge is that even if that bit is real, there has been too much stuff that has happened that makes you think it's fake. But this was the complete opposite mm -hmm. of that. Even if almost none of this is real, the one little shred of reality is enough to make the whole thing successful. Yeah. I love the bones of this, and we're not probably going to be able to preview this match by uh, Friday morning, really. Yeah, I wouldn't hold right? your breath. Like, well, and that's the only way that we're going to be previewing is if your wife does for an entire week. But, like, it's, I think it's so effective because look at the options it gave you, right? Seamus could turn heel. Like, oh. Edge, has, Edge has been like, th thanks so much, mate. Thank you so much. I, or, like, Edge could beat him, and that could trigger something in Seamus to, like, or, really lose it. You know what weapon he could use? He got a bicycle. <laughs> I'm not going to get to do it on Friday. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Let's uh, have some view with Cody. It's all there. We're going to have a match. We're going to have a slow bicycle race. First one to fall off loses. Um, 
Aye, it's going to be mega heated in Toronto, obviously. Yeah. Sheamus gets to be a situational heel anyway. Yeah. So if that's where they're going, you've got the perfect match to tee that up. If it's like Edge just might want to do a nice thing. What if like, what if all these like Sexton Hardcastle rumours are true and he's off to AEW to see with Christian and it's just a nice thing he wants to do in Toronto. Yeah. He's put his mate over and like look at the backstory that would make you want to do that. And then he's like, this is super hard hitting match and Edge is like, doing the, I never want, like, I couldn't think of a better way to go out in my home city. Now go and get that Intercontinental title. You've just subsumed any yeah. powers. Like, there's so many different ways. For a TV match, like, WWE would toss this stuff away, yeah. and they've just created a reason for you to care. This is a main event on SmackDown next week. It's nothing to do with the bloodline. It's nothing to do with the other absolutely shoot-goated angle on this show. But it's massive. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, a brilliant bit of business, fundamentally, this. No matter how silly I thought some of the bits were. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right. Uh, we got a video next celebrating Hulk Hogan's birthday, which mm. I thought was a bit, yeah, a bit random, a bit out of nowhere, but uh, it was awesome for the reason that you explained to me because I'm an idiot later on. Yes, this comes very, very... I, I don't need video tributes to Hogan on this show, but I need a tribute to Hogan that we got later we'll, on. We'll allow it for the... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, then it was time... Um, I think... I, I didn't double-check this fact, but I looked around the arena, and I think it was almost unanimous. With everybody saying, L.A. Night! He took on Flop Dollar. It was um, very straightforward. Yeah. Uh, two minute, not squash per se, because Hit Row did mm-hmm. their usual shenanigans to, to take over, get the odd shot in from like a Shanti the Adonis or whoever it may be. Um, but in the end, of course, LA Knight gets out of uh, Dollar lifting him up. Bulldog uh, nails a Shanti the Adonis, um, hits that elbow of his. Uh, and hits the uh, blunt force trauma for the one, two, three post match. Send the fans home happy. It's not at the end of the show, but still uh, does his bit on the mic. Does LA Knight calls top dollar Uncle Phil? Everyone does his thing, uh, and uh, he says, "Doesn't matter where in the world I am, 
everyone knows this is LA Knights game. Yeah. 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 Um, they're rolling with him. That Miz promo on Raw was cool as out. Yeah. Like they've 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 based, it's it's premise establishing stuff. They're gonna just run through that over and over again between now and payback. But he's got a nice little issue with Miz on Raw and this tied up his loose end with Hit Row and SmackDown. He's rolling. LA Knight is rolling. Like don't feel concerned or nervous, at least while Vince is recovering from spinal surgery. They've got this <laughs> amount of time where they can actually push him with conviction. Uh it's good. Yeah. Um, in the back, Postman Pierce wants to have a chat with Santos Escobar. Escobar is cleared. Whew, whew, thank God. Uh, does he still want to do this, Santos? Yes. Mm. That match is coming up. Uh, before we get there, though, there's a video of a resplendent-looking Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits celebrating their successful turn, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were, they were, it was a heel beatdown, even yeah. if the fans loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they loved it as well, yeah. uh, as did Bobby Lashley. He says, the saddest thing in life is untapped potential. Uh, he says, you, look, you guys have done amazing things. Let's not just, you know, mm -hmm. dismiss that. But you've got so much potential. Uh, they reflect on how great it was, and they say, championship gold is, or Lashley says, the championship gold's there, is yours to take. Uh, and they have a little cheers. Do you know what's great about this? Um I thought there was one obvious positive that was going to come from this group, and it turns out there was two, because Bobby Lashley is kind of doing the telling as well as when the stable will do the showing, which is that the Street Profits are getting the much-needed restart in, yes. the, in this group, right? They were in need of it. Like, the angle of them not being able to get a shot against the Usos was great, but as soon as Owens and Zayn won the belts and then they didn't arrest that slide... The street prop, you can still see it. One at WrestleMania, then immediately lost the next yeah, night. They've been on a year. And I thought long oh, this is going somewhere, and then surprise, surprise, Vince is back. It wasn't. Aye, they've been on a year-long slide, and that's a fair thing to be able to say about the street yeah. profits, right? So that's a nice sort of re instant rehab for them being put in this group. So they're right in what they're saying are like untapped potential. But was it just me, or did this reveal Bobby Lashley's untapped potential as a as a guy that can speak as yes. well? Because how when he was when the Lana stuff was going nowhere, and you're just watching Bobby Lashley being like, they're going to f him up again. <laughs> like he's not going to realize his main event of potential again. And then they rebuild the MVP relationship from Impact, and it's like this worked so well once before because the one thing Lashley needs is just a little bit of spice, and MVP is that mouthpiece. Not anymore, apparently. No. But if you want to drag Omos and MVP from that pre-WrestleMania teasing they were doing. By all means, go for it. But it is far from a necessity. Mm. Bobby Lashley can be the jacked mouthpiece for the Street Profits all of a sudden. Yeah. And when the suit needs to come off and the gear comes on, somebody else is in trouble. It's like, I was really impressed with that. It's like Lashley a slightly in. smaller version of Jose the Assistant, isn't it, basically? <laughs> in a way, yeah, very much. <laughs> I, was, I was super impressed with like, yeah. Lashley. Like, has and I thought yeah, they, they put their foot... No, not put their foot down as in insist on something, but like speed through this. They're letting it slowly develop. Totally. We've yep. got to do that. So often they'd be like, beat down, out next week, we're the best, we're coming for the world titles. Yeah. Like, what's the rush? That LWO, if you think about it, like there was some trench work being done in that weird, like, uh, program with the Viking Raiders and um, the OC and mm. like all of the groups bouncing around before like the LWO kind of got their wings. So yeah, I like this a lot. Speaking of the LWO, here comes Santos Escobar for his United oh, States God. Championship match. <laughs> Goosebumps forming on my knees. Theory jumps in from behind again because he's an absolute bell end. Oh, rat. And out come the rest of the LWO to check Santos is all right. He's obviously not. He's he's had the leg kicked out of his leg, basically. Yeah. And Theory toss pot 
gets on the mic. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Looks like he's not going to fight. Looks like I don't have to defend my US championship because I'm a little bitch. And uh, you don't see Austin Theory live. And he even had just uh, the SummerSlam t- trunks. Even yeah. I noticed that with the... The Austin Theory oh, live he's stuff. He's worn them in the Battle Royal, and he's obviously yeah. thought, I'm getting fair use out yeah. of them. Like the- um, he says, I wanted to defend my title, but he's just too weak. Postman Pierce is like, well, you're going to... You could have a bare knuckle fight if it kills me. <laughs> and he's like, Ray, do you want to take his place? And Ray says, Santos, is that all right? Yeah. And Santos says, yeah. Oh, hell. Go on, Dad. Uh, go on, Ray. <laughs> take my place. And Ray goes, okay, if you insist... And he goes straight out the theory, boots him out of the ring, diving Hurricane Rana on the floor, stands tall. We go to break, we come back, the bell has rung, the match is on. It's a United States Championship match. Uh, Mysterio goes to the top, hits a scent on, hits a splash, two count. Oh, I'm buying the near falls, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it's Austin Theory. They're not going to just. Against the his... replacement. Yeah. yeah. Sunset bomb. Theory gets sent into the corner for two. He hits an, in- uh, he hits an Inziguri. He hits a 619 to Austin Theory's back. Mm-hmm. But as he goes to the, real, uh, to the second one, here we go. Austin Theory catches him, gets him up. He's going to hit the A-town down. But the back gives out because of the 619 to the back. Yeah. Sets him up again. 619, springboard splash. One, two, three. Rey Mysterio is United States champion. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad, by the way, mm-hmm. I didn't have this spoiled. I would have... Hated to go on yeah. social media and just seen that image. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, what a difference a few years makes. A few years back, I'd have been like, I don't care if they spoil the result of the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I'm so invested in so much that I'm like, uh, I don't know anything. Yeah. And I'm really glad. I thought this, especially with where they can go from here and the fact I now have faith in them to execute that. Yeah. And for the reason you're about to explain as well, I thought this was sensational. And I think anyone saying... Oh, did they waste, you know, the the final big defeat of Austin Theory? What are you talking about? It's an, an incredibly mid-reign. Mm-hmm. I think arguably this is the best thing that it's could have happened. Peaked. To, the yeah. range just peaked, yeah. I think arguably this is the best thing that could have happened to Theory yeah. rather than just keeping on holding the title and people keep going. He's really not doing what Gunther's done for the IC title with this one, has he? And I also want to put over, I believe it was Matthew of Botchermania, mm. who I think it was him who tweeted like, all the years that WWE were like, oh, who's going to be the next Rey Mysterio? Who's going to be the next Rey Mysterio? And we're here in 2023, and it's Rey Mysterio. It's, it's always Rey, isn't it? Yeah. But I thought this was just sensational. Oh, my God. Wonderful woman, but I'll be raging if your wife goes into labor now, because count the ways this was awesome, and let's talk about it. Like, Hang on, let me check. She's gone for a nap. Thank God. G- good timing. Typically brilliant timing on your from your better <laughs> half here, because she knows we're going to talk about this awesome segment. This was the best Wrestling creative I saw all weekend, the best narrative development across either show, right? Comfortably, comfortably. This was multifariously fantastic in a way that I was almost surprised at how good it was. So, like, to start with, right, Austin Theory puts over Santos Escobar the entire show by basically not wanting to wrestle him. Yep. That is a way to put across the threat of Santos Escobar, a legitimate threat to his United States title. He's a rat, and he does these things, but he didn't do it to John Cena. No. Like... Santos Escobar is a legit threat, and he doesn't want to defend the title against him, and he works the whole show to get out to defend the title against him. Great, right? And he's faced him before recently, so he knows. Yeah, that's it. So he that's, knows, yeah. knows of the threat, right? Uh, the same thing 
overlaps with ugh, carrying cross looking for disciples. This overlaps with the all the Santa Escobar, Rey Mysterio. Everything is fine, but there has been an undercurrent of tension and the potential for something to turn here from months ago when he first said, "You're like a father to me." Like. Well, who else is like a father to Ray? His son. And how did that work out, right? By the way, um, the very first time Dom put Ray on his shoulders was in 2019 when Ray did what? Win the United States title. Oh. So there's a bit of like personal law for us. But like, so like all of that exists now between uh, Santos and Ray to the point where on Sat Friday's preview, if you go back and listen to, we booked a minimum of two ways in which this turn could occur. And it's the thing we've been talking about for weeks. Yeah. So they need to take the thing that is happening in a lot of people's head and put it on screen for the first time to confirm the things that we've thought. That is how you build trust with your audience. Because if we were just chasing an idea and using headcanon, for example, oh God, can I think of anything? I don't know, like uh, a civil war between the Bullet Club Gold and the Elite, hypothetically. You know, like the, <laughs> if we were using years of headcanon to try and manifest why a match matters, um, and then the company doesn't, give you that, then all of a sudden it's just like fans are making this up in their own mind. Yeah. They're being forced to do the work. We've thought about this. We've seen things that we think are clues. And then in one massive angle, they've shown you, no, no, you were right to chase those clues. And now you're going to get some really cool stuff. So it's a nice feeling. That's what puts the feeling in your bones because anticipation is as important as the match itself. Am I subtweeting another show? Who could possibly say? <laughs> but back onto this specifically, right? So yeah, you've got this established thing between Austin Theory and Santos Escobar that then pivots into Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar because two weeks ago, in what I'm increasingly thinking, might have been a work that they fed to the sheets as a shoot. If it wasn't, it, it's genius. Either way, as you say, like you said this back in the office, if they had to pivot from approximately nine days ago when Rey got injured, amazing, I'm starting to think that that was a worked finish because is there any better a finish to feed into the story we got than uh, Rey gets injured and Santos like kind of backdoors into the shot Santos gets injured and Ray backdoors into the belt. Right? It's like that's that's a pretty cool little bit of symmetry there, yeah. isn't it? It's like when you got injured, I just got my final. I got injured, you got the whole friggin' watch, Dad. Like, yeah. the, like the frustration builds, the frustration builds. Santos Escobar is in an unwinnable situation here, right? Because I'm so excited to make these two comparisons. Is in an, like what can you if he says no, right? What an arsehole. More on that in a second. But if he says no with all these people around him, Ray and be like, come on, like you're all good guys. It's fine. it's much like you winning a belt in a way if Ray wins it, is what the fans are thinking. So he's kind of being like almost gaslit here. Like he cannot say no, can he? You know, yeah. you know who else couldn't say no? Ray Mysterio when he was forced to defend the title against John Cena. Ray's been in this position yeah. and he doesn't know that he's putting Santos through the same trauma that he was put through when he was like forced to defend the belt against Cena that same night. He's like this is what heroes do, Santos. So there we go. Now, the final little bit of icing on... It's not even the icing on the cake. It's, what is it, like the cherry on the top of the icing mm. on top of the cake because Jesus Christ. You pointed out earlier on that it was Hulk Hogan's birthday, right? Mm. 70. On Hulk Hogan's birthday in Calgary, dramatic pause, Alberta, Canada, the home of Brett the Hitman Hart, they did the Hogan Hart WrestleMania 9 bit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For those that don't know, two things. A sig scene that's very significant to both myself and Sidgwick because it was that moment where we learned about wrestling politics as children. And we were like, <laughs> why does this feel so bad? <laughs> why does the thing that's always just given us stuff we like suddenly made me like, I don't want to play with my figures now. <laughs> I'm a, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and play with my figures and have my Brett figure beat my Hogan figure, yeah. right? Because back, of course, at WrestleMania 9 when Brett was instructed, like, go for it, Hulk. It was like, what? What is this? <laughs> I'll be a video one day coming to whatcoach.com. Yeah. We can sit down with Phil about that, which I'm very excited for people to one day see. But yeah, it felt 
awful and it felt awkward because even though like Hogan ostensibly is the hero, you know, it's, it's feels what is off about this? And it's like even a baby face of Hulk Hogan's caliber then and Rey Mysterio's now being opportunist and John Cena's back in 20, yeah. uh, 2011. Opportunism is, it doesn't quite sit right, does it? it no. like, even when it's just nice like this, like I, I'm not going to let theory get away with this. It's like, also, you're pretty much getting the money in the bank cash in because in kayfabe, Austin Theory is either A, pre- like prepared for Santos or B, prepared for nothing. Yeah. So he's kind of been like wrong-footed by like Postman Pierce, effectively. <laughs> and it, it just, this is the perfect hero story with a pretty massive caveat that nobody's going to talk about and everyone's well, going to be fine. Well, you say that, but you've got your, you've got your cake. Yeah. You've got your icing. Yeah. You've got your cherry. Yeah. How about a can of Foster's with that? Yes, please. Because Rey Mysterio is on the Grayson Waller effect this week. Oh, my God. And who better to yeah. say, well, all worked out pretty well for you, didn't it, Ray? Yeah. And Santos kind of kind of got a bit screwed, really. A, a good guy would, would probably offer to defend the title against him. Yeah. It's, and oh. Santos, when recovered, and by the way, they should play with this leg injury. He should not be right as Rain straight away. Ray should be like, fight, fight tonight then. Well, no. Is that when I'm not back? <laughs> this is the stuff where, like, you want the ice. The turn for me should come when he tears away and be like, oh, man, he's absolutely fine. And he's like, he's got a crutch. Like Brett did to Vince. Exactly like that. Smash it. Yeah, because he had a friend, John Cena, who's in the stunt business. Like, and, uh, and nothing went wrong with that match at WrestleMania. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah let's, Am I pitying Vince McMahon? And that's where the comparisons stop. Yeah. Like, I want this to end with Santos on a crutch for three weeks and then smashing it over and saying, Ray, you... Uh, oh, my God. You with the crutch, Ray. Like, over the back of Ray's head, the whole deal. I want like, him to, I want him to crutch and be like, I think my knee... I'm going to need my crutch. I think my knee's all right to just get you up on my shoulders to celebrate a title defence against... Ashanti the Adonis. <laughs> Up you go, Dad Ray. Up you go. Like we said, from WrestleMania 35. Yeah. That's how long we've been booking this. Uh-huh. It's, uh, we're never wrong. Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> the, um, the Grayson Waller effect, as you point out, is it, he's the, what is it, like the, um, the fly in the ointment, you know, yeah. like the, he's perfect for this. The idea as well that he will say to Ray, like, well, you've got to defend your title against Santos. And even Santos has been like, you've got to defend your title against Santos. Yeah. And then Ray's like, I, I don't feel great about fighting people that I'm the father figure of. You, you can understand that, right? They last, and we can. Yeah. We've, we've watched his life, right? We are kind of empathizing. that we're, Neither man is in the wrong here. Santos like, so I got my title shot, right? And then Ray's like, I don't really want to fight somebody that I kind of consider a son. And we go, oh yeah, good point, Ray. And then it makes you go, come on, Santos, he's up. Like he's just had to fight his own son and you're like a son to him, uh-huh. you know? And then we go, so collectively we all be like, well, who who can Santos go to? Like, Santos has helped somebody out recently, so maybe they can help him out. Naturally, of course, what I'm going to here is Stax gets a US title shot. Well, you say that, but I've just thought of something even better than one of our best friends getting yeah. a title shot, right? And I know I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done on this podcast and be a complete hypocrite. Um, <laughs> I know we've always said that brand warfare is a load of bollocks. Mm-hmm. And the moment they got rid of that, now, as much as iffy as war games can be, it's been an improvement. Who is the mid-card title holder in NXT right now? Uh, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, my God. So if you can keep this Santos... And who's the other mid-card title holder, by the way? <laughs> Good there. Dominic beats both of them on the same night. Father, father and son double chop. <laughs> Sends them both in the row. You know, remember Roman 
Brian and Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah. That, but with uh, Dom, Gunther and Ray. Gunther and the Mysterio family. I stacked your whole family up. Oh, no, Dom stacked. Oh, Dom wins, right? Dom's stacking Gunther and oh, Ray. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gunther at the bottom of the pile, if anything. What you have is, is Gunther gets Ray on his shoulders, and then Dom gets Gunther and Ray on his shoulders. The world's biggest electric chair. One, two, three. Rhea puts them all up, Tower of Doom, and just puts Dominic on top. I was going to say we fixed it, but there's nothing to fix. This is not broken. Even better. Yeah, all our bollocks aside, this earnestly, absolutely ruled, a fabulous development. Cannot wait to see it play out. Love the feeling of being able to see the things coming, but not quite know mm. the details. This, we have talked about this Santos Ray stuff, and they've given us a completely different version of the thing we really wanted. That's what I love about AEW. Yeah. So that's what I love to see from WWE. And speaking of things you should let play out... Time for the main event. Mm, I like one bit of it. Okay. All right. The bloodline come out, or what's left of them, I suppose. Mm. Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman go to a break. I save about 10 minutes on my yeah. Saturday morning. Uh, Reigns says, Calgary, acknowledge me. And I acknowledge my tribal chief, of course. Yeah. Um, and Reigns immediately goes, right, where's Jimmy then? <laughs> Paul Heyman's like, huh? Like, where's Jimmy? Uh, I spoke to him in the morning, but... Uh, and then there's Jimmy. No fanfare. Mm-hmm. He's just a bell end in a hoodie <laughs> that gets the appropriate reaction from the crowd. You sold out. Booze. Deafening stuff here. Uh, and Roman's like, hey, Jim. 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 Don't worry about them. They mean literally nothing. <laughs> uh, he says, but after what happened at SummerSlam, I owe you. Uh, name your price. Whatever it is. New car. You want a yacht? <laughs> Love the escalation here. Yacht, jet. <laughs> I was like, I'll take the jet, but like, Roman, have you any idea? Well, you do, you've got one. Have you any idea the running costs of a jet? Yeah. I'm going to need like a servicing contract with yeah. this minimum. Like, you were putting me in the hole with this jet, mate. <laughs> like, the, I, I thought the jet was a good. Like, it's like the, the family guy sketch where it's like, you get this, grab this new car or the mystery box. I'll take the box. Like, <laughs> imagine like telling your other half, I've got us a jet. We're now thousands of thousands of dollars in debt. Where are you going to keep it? Well, we'll just extend the drive. It's a jet. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy says... Can I have a pilot? No, no, just the jet. <laughs> yeah, he says, enough of all that. Uh, whatever, what I did at SummerSlam has nothing to do with you. And, you know, I did it. A yacht looks hard work as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, a yacht looks way hard. Uh, there was people, like, when we used to have our offices uh, on the River Tyne in Newcastle, uh, there's... Um, like the, it's not as nice as the way. There used to be people with like Tony Soprano esque boats docked, yeah. and you in the not summer. Phil's boat. Phil's boat was goaded. Phil's boat was goaded, but you would see people with these like sort of maybe they'd like had a small windfall on the pools or the lottery, and they're like, I wanted this all my life, and it's like until you've got it, and it looks like really hard work. Like my favorite is when it'd be like May, yeah. but not not summer yet. No, and it's a bit like when you last day on holiday whether you're staycationing or, like my family sometimes did, going to, like, the north of France, which is effectively staycationing. <laughs> uh, same weather. Um, and they'd be like, last day of holiday, time to go to the beach. It's raining, Mum. Put your coat on. We're going to the beach. We're going to the beach. We're going to sit out on the boat because it's summer. <laughs> it's freezing cold. Isn't it nice to just sit out here and have a cup of tea and a cake? I want, all I want to do is go and sit inside. It's like docked up at the side of the tine. There's a Greg's across the road, and it's like, no, it'd be great. I'll go get some um, coffee and some pasties and we'll sit on the boat it'll be boated and then it's like i'm just gonna sit on the inside chairs bit of greg's thanks very much yeah. it's warm like we're not rocking i'm not getting ill eating my steak bake so anyway uh yeah jimmy says i didn't do it for you roman's like nah you did it for me <laughs> jay's music of course hits 
Uh, and he marches down to the ring, and he just he doesn't take his eyes off Jimmy at any mm. moment. There's a stare down between the brothers. Jay's just marching back and forth, grabs the mic out of Jimmy's hand and says, if you don't explain yourself, I am going to throw 37 years of, of our life, of our history together down the drain. And Jimmy said, look, I did what I did, not because I hate you, or like many people, myself included, booked of like, he's jealous, mm-hmm. he thought he was... He said, I did it because I love you. <laughs> Roman is a huge pep. He's <laughs> loving this, by the way. He says, I wasn't jealous. wasn't any of that. I was afraid you were going to win. I was afraid you were going to win, Jay, and you were going to become the tribal chief. And what happens if you become the tribal chief? You became TBT. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, all that at all, actually. He just said, it turns you into him, basically. I had to save you from going down that path. Uh, I couldn't watch, basically, I couldn't have watched you become a manipulative, egotistical, lying asshole like Roman Reigns. Um, If you hate me forever for that, that's fine. I just had to let you know that because I love you. You want to kick my face off? Go ahead. He just stands there. Mm -hmm. Jay considers it. Roman is like, do it. (laughs) (laughs) And Jay just turns his back on Jimmy. Uh-huh. Jimmy tries to get his eye again, and Jay just nah. So Jimmy leaves Roman, <laughs> having the best time as always. Roman was good, yeah. He says, "I think this might be the perfect time for an I told you so." I've been saying you'd mess this up, Jay. <laughs> um, you know. Anyway, enough of all you two bloody losers. Effectively, this isn't about you. Just like it always is, it's about me. It has been every night for the last three years. And he goes to get another acknowledgement before he leaves. And Jay super kicks him. Solo jumps in, uh, misses the Samoan spike. But Roman has recovered enough to hit Jay with a Superman punch. There's a great shot. I'll put over you know, WWE production for as much as I moan about them. There's a great shot where he's... Ooh, ah, setting up for the spear, and you can see Jimmy. Yeah. So you're not thinking, oh, he's going to slide back in here. They're literally saying, so he's not coming back. It kind of stops. Yeah. He? You can see he's listening to what's There's going no on. There's no way he's making it back in time to yeah. make the save. Jimmy's just walking up the ramp. Roman runs to do the spear. Super kick. Spear from Jay Uso to Roman Reigns. And Jay grabs a mic and says, Jimmy, hold up. Gets out of the ring and... Oh my god! Yes, oh my god! He starts walking towards Jimmy, arms out wide, yeah. and you think, well, he gets Jimmy to walk back to him. Yeah, so he splits his arms out. Yeah, yeah. And they're both they're big, like reunions. a parent with a kid. Yes. Come here, like running at my arms, yeah, like an a- meeting at an airport. Yeah, here yes. we go. That's exactly it. And they run at each other, and right at the last second, Jay just shifts, super kicks <laughs> his brother's head off. Boom! <laughs> right, and then says. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of the bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown. I'm out of WWE. Deuces, ooses. And then he leaves and WWE puts in the alumni section of the website. Oh, my God. A goated end. Right. I love love this so much. Like, imagine, imagine World Wrestling Entertainment, the market leader, and all of this actually effectively booking a babyface. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew they had it in them? Like... The rest of the segment was oh, trash, a burning trash fire. The super kick on Jimmy ruled, right? I, I don't know where this Jay sort of leaving goes, but I'll tell you this. We did a new, was it with you or with Murray, where like we talked about them wanting to get to WrestleMania? Yeah, me and you talked about them dragging I, out to WrestleMania. And we're like, how are they going to get there without injuring uh, Jay Uso for a prolonged period of time? They had an unnamed supporter in the. Uh, WWE's top table, can't imagine who that might have been. <laughs> um, but they had one anyway, wanting to get these two to WrestleMania. And in the defense 
of WWE, people did then sort of make the reference, well, Dominic turned on Ray at Clash at the Castle. Yes. And that was a month's difference. So there's a, there are ways to do this. But where we were basing it off was they're in the frigging ring together every week. This is not Dominic saying, I'm not going to fight you, and then switching yeah. brands, right? And they've done it. Like, Jay goes now. Like, we thought maybe Jay gets hospitalized by Jimmy or something. This is another unique way of having Jay disappear off television. I think this at least gets them a couple of months if they yeah. want it. I think to sell this, you cannot do a CM Punk eight days later, he's back. He we has had to, a question about that on the news. He this has morning. to be gone. He has to be gone for a bit. But, like, it's a great tweet saying, and I mentioned this on the news as well. Why not let him work for some indie promotions? Not uh, like, not like. You know, not like Impact, not like not that they're an indie, and you know not, what I mean, and like, not like NXT. No. It's got to, there's got to be Let some legitimacy. Work, but you know, I, like people were sending this loads over the weekend where it was like, "Come see Rikishi before he referees at Payback or whatever." And thank you to everyone who sends us those yeah. things. I always appreciate that. Um, but why not? Why not work that? Yeah, why not work yeah. those shows? Mm-hmm. Not oh. that, not not that one's necessarily specifically, but. Well, if how he's exci- left and when, he's in the alumni section. You're going all in on this. When Punk was he's off not going to be at all in, by the way. <laughs> as much as people tried to claim five, selection report this, and Sean Rossap, to his credit, was just like, "No, we haven't. No, we did. Yeah, his contract is actually out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like before Punk came back on TV, we did the Comic Con thing with a loud hearly, yeah. didn't it? It's like that's the stuff. That's what oh, you want to be doing. Whole eight days. Oh, it was exhilarating for eight days. Um, no, they need to do that sort of stuff with Jay. So, and I hope they do uh, because he's just gone out on top, as far as I'm concerned. That was an awesome babyface move. You know what? It's the problem is, is that something so cool and clever can exist something so dumb and stupid, which was the rest of this, right? <laughs> like, I just cannot have, and this is why people are souring on the bloodline. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have Jimmy turn, that's like, right, you're not just going to bring somebody else in and, like, as Sami Zayn, like, be a new ingredient, like, a f- bit of freshness. And, like, how do the characters bounce off this wrestler? How Like, it's, no, no, we're just bouncing off each other now. We're just... We're just jerking ourselves off rather than finding yeah. a new one to grab onto. Yeah, I cannot buy, I simply cannot buy that A, Jimmy and Jay, a billion times in the long protracted, come on, Jay, join me, split away from all of this, haven't had the conversation of, what happened if you became, tra- I, I cannot buy that. Yeah. That they've not just been like, between the turn, between the gap between the Usos turn and the matches that they had with Roman and Solo, like, that they didn't have the, uh, hey, you know where all of this might go? Yeah. You know where logically this might go? Is one of us might be the tribal chief. What's going to happen then? It's going to be fine. We're not going to be bastards. Oh, good. Right, that, w- that would be solving all yeah. of this. I can't buy that. I can't then buy, while Jimmy was in recovery from the brutal beatdown, he didn't phone Jay ahead of time and be like, Jamie, you know if you win, which I'm really bang for, by the way, I'm totally game for it. It's been three years. He's, he's a tyrant, right? Are you going to be turned bad? And Jay goes... No, like, <laughs> good luck then. Like, I, I just, it's like those sitcom things where it's like these two characters, a rom-com thing, two characters need to have the most basic conversations and you save yourself two hours. Yeah. Like, no, we could have the chat or yeah. I could screw you. Like, the greater good is defeating Roman Reigns and these characters are stupid. Like, Jimmy, you're so yeah. stupid for not seeing that. And that's dumb, but then it's like, kick the stupid character in the face and I'll feel vindicated, yeah. and he did. So... Like, that single act, I wouldn't say it got me back on the hook because I'm not really invested in the bloodline, mm-hmm. but I'm suddenly very invested in Jey Uso. Yeah. So it, Fascinating to see what happens with Jimmy next, too. Kind of. He go now? Because he said, oh, I'm, not, I'm not back in the bloodline. Yeah. And he, I'm up. Now, now what's he do? Jay's gone. That's not the worst development, is it? Because he's got to pay for his pretty big mistake, and he can't do it. Yeah, and he's got, that, he's got a jet to pay for as well, now. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. It's a good job he didn't accept those gifts, because otherwise he'd be mortgaged out the ass, and he'd have no friends to help him pay the bills. Like, 
Yeah, Jimmy Uso's story is less interesting to me, but it's not that it's stuff they can do without Roman Reigns on screen, isn't it? Like Jimmy having to start again. Is he a heel? Is he a baby face? Like, what does it? Is he Kevin Owens surrogate? Uh, maybe you book Jay as that. I thought that, but like I think um, in I'm sure it's the Toronto show actually. I'm sure Sammy and Kevin are uh, like on the dark match for that, and it's like they're both half injured, half fit. But it's like <laughs> a big show in Canada. His elbow, Bloody yeah. Hell. Have a nice night. So yeah, I'm not not interested in Jimmy, but I was more impressed with the Jay Uso development. Thank he, God he kicked him in the I face. I thought it was a, a brilliant end, and, and like I say, I'm a dog, so I remember the last few seconds of something <laughs> and think. Was that SmackDown one of the best ever? And it had that opener. Yeah. It got crashed by. And I still liked it because it was Dakota. Dakota Anna Louise, yes. look, we've got this baby. Was your labour amazing? <laughs> right. I will say this. Right. Even I think of the ground this covers. Even I am like, I can have a break from the bloodline stuff for a bit. Now. Yeah. Like you said, you mentioned there. You got Edge and Sheamus next week as mm-hmm. a, a main event thing to to hang the show on. Effectively, yes. You've got fascinating stuff with with the LWO and the US title, mm-hmm. right? You've got LA Knight right there. You've got EO Sky as your champion and all the damage guitar yeah. stuff, right? You've got enough stuff going on. You're not going to be like, Ugh. yes, the ratings may not be the ridiculous numbers that they are whenever you say, the bloodline might do something on the show. Maybe Roman Reigns will come out and fart in the microphone. <laughs> oh my God, look at the numbers that we're getting for this, right? I get it, but this is traditionally, a, a, not to talk too much about ratings, traditionally a bit of a lull time anyway mm-hmm. for... Professional wrestling on the whole? WWE, WWE without WWE question. Because AEW changed their timetable yeah. to make yeah. it not a lull. Yeah. So there's that. And also, as I pointed out to you this morning, I was on Twitter and uh, someone shared, oh, do you remember this uh, wild ending to SmackDown about three years ago? And it was Braun Strowman throwing Alexa Bliss in the air and everything going dark. Huh. And I was like, so don't you dare say to me this bloodline story. Uh, I can't take it or leave it right now. Remember what we had before this. Oh, God, yeah. There's like... But I'm not saying that to excuse everything. I was pleasantly surprised with the story that they went with because I know a lot of people were knives out ready to go after if they just said, yeah, he was jealous and, and mm-hmm. all that. Like you say, I don't think it's a complete like, well, you, why, why even worry about it? But I do think WWE have a lot of times now, not just one or two or one storyline or one person in particular, have earned the right for me to sit here and say, let's see where this goes. And I'm fascinated to see where it goes with arguably everyone in this. I am... I'm glad it's... But he win- needs a break. It does. I'm glad yeah. it's windmill helicopter time in the island of relevancy. <laughs> like, I think I think it's time for a little bit of that with Roman. To the point where I don't even... Like, the ro- this was the first week where Roman did that laugh he does. <laughs> where I was like, that's forced for the first yes. time. Like, so that is the tell that... When, when Brock stopped being like the weekly draw on Raw, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, the Brock segments aren't popping anymore. Before we start tiptoeing towards that for Roman, back off of yeah. it. And again, that's probably going to help the Jimmy and Jay WrestleMania vibe and whatnot. Aye, there's enough going on now. Like set the t- like with the LWO stuff, set the table, and we 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 are capable of forgetting about the bloodline for a bit. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's one of the most obvious things in the world, but Jimmy is the only one standing in mm-hmm. the middle of the ring in the Royal Rumble, and whose number hits next? Jay Uso. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, you could do that. All it, like, you can do it better. I'm sure they can book it better, and, and other people will book it better. But if you want to do it as bog standard as that, mm-hmm. it's something, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah. But let us know your thoughts on that and everything that happened on SmackDown on 
at what culture WWE watch they can follow both of us you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at what culture WWE as I said uh, and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts all going well me and Hamflet <laughs> will be back later on today to review AW Collision and preview Monday Night Raw but for now this has been the Smackdown Review my thanks to Michael Hamflet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.